Hello, welcome to another Mega Bros podcast. My name is Danny, and I'm Donnie. And Donnie, this uh, you know, if our loyal fans have noticed, we've been on a little bit of hiatus lately. Uh, you know, real life will throw a wrench in there and uh, prevent us from doing the things that we want to do. That absolutely happened, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know what? What better way to hit the ground running than do one of our favorite things, and that is bitch about the Patriots. Unfortunately, this is going to be a bitching season, and not in the good way. No, no, certainly not in a good way. Not the the nitpicking way where they win by twenty and like, oh, they could have won by twenty three if they got that field goal. No, <laughs> those, oh, those God, days I are remember, over. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I knew they weren't gonna last forever, but I did not know they were gonna end that quickly. Yeah, you know, I I think the first thing we need to really start off with this, and I and really the entire person whose fault this is is Tom Brady. So I, I'm just gonna go ahead and lay that at his feet for a bit because uh, he left and left us with. Cam Newton for a year, and then somehow all this led to Matt Patricia being an offensive coordinator. So really, this is all Tom Brady's fault. Well, I, I just want to say I come at it a little bit differently, and I blame Bill for pushing it out. So I, I put this at Bill's feet, personally. You you would, but yeah, I, you I know do. you know what? This is the one thing I want to ask you because I've been thinking about this a while. Because obviously, you know, Patriots Patriots are going to shit. So I know that you're actually happy, even though you shouldn't be. And <laughs> I'm not happy if that makes I, you feel better. Well, the the thing is, you would find a way to not be happy either way. That's, That's true. You, you know, you are averse to happiness. Let's put it that way. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> As someone, with, as someone with multiple degrees in psychology, like I am, uh, <laughs> I am just sitting here like seeing dollar signs here in this. But anyway, please continue. Oh, is that, would, or was like, that your question? No, no, no. My question okay. is, who? You know, if Bill is so bad, who would you replace him with? So, I had to get this question a lot when I wanted to fire Claude too, because people always say, "Who else is out there?" And my answer. So listen. I wouldn't fire Bill right now. I would put him on the hot seat. If I'm Robert Kraft, if I'm, you know, putting in my, you know, ultimate universe and I can make this decision unilaterally, I go down to Bill and say, I didn't, I don't like the Matt Patricia hiring. I don't like the Joe Judge hiring. I'm not sure what's going on with the team. But because of everything you've done for us, I'm going to give you this year to kind of prove it. But I would like to see him, I would like to see improvement. I'd like to see Mac Jones take a leap. If um, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia don't work out, I want you to replace them. And the hard part for Kraft probably is, if he makes any of those demands, Bill probably walks. Because he has all the control, which he deserves to get. I don't, I'm not taking that away from him. But he's probably someone who says, if I don't get to pick my team, my coaches, all this stuff, I'm out. Uh, and to directly answer your question, that's not my job to decide. <laughs> so, um, so, so it's a cop-out, okay. It's a cop. Oh, okay. How about let's say Brian, Brian Flores. I take Brian Flores back. I would go to the Steelers and say, "What's it going to take to get Mike Tomlin?" Uh, I would get people like that. I mean, there's no way that that Mike Tomlin would would come here. Like, there's no way the Steelers let him go. Like, like it, that that's insane. If Brian Flores is not the most insane thing you've ever said in your life, though. I mean, the the one thing, the other question I have though, because I know you love shitting on Bill the GM, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to wide receiver and second round defensive back. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one very specific thing that he fucks up every time. He seems to. I, but who would you replace him with as a GM? See, that's another one. I, I just... I mean, just even, like, pull, pull someone from, like, a, from an organization, if you don't know, like, the, the exact names. Like, who, like what, what teams do you think are run well enough that it would justify replacing Belichick with? See, I don't... <laughs> I don't have an answer for you, and sure, if you want, to, if that's going to poke a hole in my argument, I don't think I need to have an answer because what I, what I see 
is there needs to be a change. I don't know who that should be or, you know, if you want to say, like, the Chiefs are unwell, sure, you can just pick the Chiefs as a team to model yourselves on. I just feel like it might be time to move on from Bill. I don't know that I need to have that answer of, like, who I want it to be. I just want to move on is where I would go to. And and also, to be clear, I don't want to move on right now. So I, I, <laughs> I'm not 100% saying fire him now. I'm putting him on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think it necessarily destroys your entire your entire point of view here. But like to me, like that is the thing that I look at with with this entire situation is like, what in God's green earth would we replace him with? You know, I mean, you look at the coaches out there and who's there. I, I think the one the one guy that I think if you're if you're a Pats fan and Bill retires tomorrow or whatever, the one guy I think that you're you're hoping Kraft has on speed dial is Sean Payton because I I do think that in the modern National Football League you you just cannot get away with a defensive minded head coach because you're going to end up with this constant brain drain of offensive coordinators if you're any good and if you're not any good then you can't keep up as we see in the first three games for the Patriots this year and in a lot of games last year as well so yeah. uh, I mean go I'm ahead sorry. no you can finish your thought I was just going to say so you know I, I do th- I do th- like I've, g- I've given this some thought because you know there's two, there's two things like competing in my head. One is that I think Bel- Belichick is going after Shula's win record. Um, I agree with that. Because he said he was going to be done by 70, and then he's like, well, 70's not as old as I thought it was. So, <laughs> like, that's what that smells like to me. And I don't think that's the most insane thing to do, because, like, quite frankly, when you put yourself on top of the history books, like, I, I think that really means something, especially to someone like Belichick, who is so invested in the history of football, you know? Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I do think the record's important to him. And I I wonder if Kraft wants that for him as well and and probably isn't going to push him out. Um, and again, I, I'm not firing Bill after this season. I think this is an important season for him. Um, and I, I wouldn't mind... I wouldn't mind that. I think he should be on the hot seat. I think, again, I look at the Brady-Bill thing a little differently than you do. I do think he pushed Brady out. He... Whatever you decide on that one, he did decide to bring Cam Newton in. Um, he drafted Mac Jones, which looks good besides the injury, which we'll get to. That's not Bill's fault, obviously. Uh, but this year in particular, I thought the um, free agency was lackluster. I, again, really don't like the Matt Patricia thing. I just kind of wonder what the direction of the team is. I feel like last year there were some there was some promise. You know, Hunter, Hunter Henry obviously looked really good. You know, between, like, Bourne and Aguilar, you had some guys coming in doing fairly well. Matt Judon was a home run. You know, he's got to fix that that last month of the season slump, but there's there's a non-zero chance that that was just straight-up COVID. So, yeah. you know, in terms of putting the team in the best position to win, I think Bill's still doing that. Where I do, where I agree with you 100% is this whole Matt Patricia, Joe Judge thing. I, I don't trust it, you know, because... Like bottom line, like one of the things that that we were able to expect out of a Josh McDaniels offense, and and I have to say, John, nice things about Josh McDaniels, and it, it pains me physically. Like this, this <laughs> it's is disgusting. Literally, I, I hate it because I get flashbacks to those friggin' halfback draws on third and long. You know, whether it was with Kevin Falk or Patrick Pass or you know friggin' Lawrence Maroney or you know um, Jarvis Green Ellis, Jesus, and, you know, the Brandon Bolden. Yeah, I, I mean, look, all, all guys who did a lot of work for this for this fan base, a lot of work for this franchise, but my God, that was the worst play in the history of plays, and I hate that it was even in the playbook. Like, I, to this day, as someone who has watched professional football for over 20 years, 
have never seen a successful halfback draw play. I have not seen it. I haven't even seen it in Madden. It's such a give up play. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's a time and place for it, but not when it's fucking third and nine or second and nine and you're like, you need points. You should not even be, that should be like a separate page that you throw away, that you don't even look at until you need it. It just, I can't stand that call. Yeah, generally running on third and long makes you want to pass out anyway. So, you know, but and but where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. you, there's been some encouraging signs for the offense throughout the first three weeks. Um, they moved the ball fairly well against the Dolphins, who apparently do have a good defense and a, and a good rest of the team now as well, which I... We'll get into that another time. I don't. I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> they yeah, moved the ball fairly well that. against the Dolphins, and the, and the defense was fine. We're not going to talk about the defense right now. Against Pittsburgh, they they were running the ball at will. You know, the passing offense just was not quite getting off the ground. But you know, I mean, the, it's the Steelers. Like you know, the zone blitzes and everything. The only guy who, who's ever been able to tear those apart with regularity is now in Tampa. So it is what it is. This game against the Ravens, they actually. I hate to say it, the offensive game plan didn't look half bad. You know, it, they were scoring points, Mac was chucking it deep, and realistically speaking, like you, the one thing you got to work on is turnovers, which I think is more of a function of experience. And and look, they were they were mostly Mac Jones's fault. Like I, I you might have someone who watches a lot more film than I do, who's like, oh no, he should have made this adjustment, or you know, Hunter Henry should have done this, or Devontae Parker should have done that. No, at some point, Mac, you don't throw that ball. You know, it's one of the things that with that used to drive us nuts about Brady in the early dynasty years where he would just dump it off to David Givens for 10 yards instead of like chucking it downfield to whoever else was we th- you know we thought was wide open you know but then you look and they, they haven't turned the ball over in three weeks and you know they're on like a six game winning streak you're like oh yeah that's how that works <laughs> I remember those days yeah I, I mean but like that's right now that's what's killing this team is turnovers it, they, and to me that's a fixable problem you could fix it with execution and practice and discipline, but at the same time, who is fucking instilling that? Matt Patricia? The guy who ruined literally everything within a 50-mile radius of Detroit? Like, Detroit had one of the worst economic collapses in the in the country, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and they'll still curse Matt, Matt Patricia out before, they, before anyone else. <laughs> is that bad? Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> It's hilarious yeah. when you see Lions fans talk about Matt Patricia. <laughs> and and honestly, I, I agree with all of that. Like, except for the Dolphins game, I just didn't watch enough of it to say um, to make a comment. But without the injury to Mac Jones, if I just looked at this Ravens game, I would have said, okay, they're scoring some points. Devontae Parker's getting going. Um, Mac does need to work on the turnovers. They were bad, and you know he, he sort of single handedly lost in that game just from that alone. But it does come down to then, like, how do you fix that? And I don't trust him getting in, like, a room with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and saying, you know, what are my mechanics? What are I going to fix? What are I going to change? What are you seeing on the field? I don't I don't think that they can do that. Um, I have no faith in them whatsoever. And I think that there's part of the reason why Mac Jones sort of took a step back this year. I don't know that I would call it, like, a bust or anything. I'm not, I'm not going that far at all, but just think it's hard enough to change coaches from your rookie year to your second year and then especially when you go from you know for what you want to say about you know uh, Josh McDaniels an experienced offensive coach to Matt Patricia (laughs) yeah I mean I think one of the things that that you're really speaking to there is you know McDaniels is also the quarterback's coach here for the better part of the last 20 years and you know 
who the hell is even the quarterback coach this year? I th- I think technically it's Matt Patricia, but like it's Joe what, Judge is the quarterback. Is it Joe Judge? I mean, look, neither one of them has any kind of experience doing that. Like I exactly. So you know, and that's the thing. Like I say whatever you want about Josh McDaniels. His play calling leaves a lot to be desired, but in terms of his game planning, like his ability to draw plays that will attack a defense in the right spots, I. I'm not saying I'm not saying there's no one better than him because I mean clearly the Raiders are struggling right now, but he was really good at that. You know that's something that he did really well for us. Like you, you could count on Josh McDaniels, generally speaking, to not come up with a dumb fucking game plan. Yeah, and and what what really disappoints me about it is any so any point during the Brady dynasty, if they wanted to do that, fine, whatever. Brady's going to make up for those mistakes. He's going to make Matt look smart. Fine. I get it. But just the timing of it is really what kills me. And it's, it, it's something that's so predictable that I just, I'm not sure what Bill's thinking there. Like, couldn't you have just promoted someone from the offense and a name that I've heard a lot, which I don't pretend to know who he is, but Billy Yates, um, was a name that people talked about a lot, or Nick Haley. People that have been under McDaniels, worked on the offense, and you could just go, you know, from one playbook to the same one. And at least there's some consistency there for Mac Jones, and maybe it doesn't look pretty, but at least it's the same environment that he started in, and it's just the same... It just it would, I, I would feel better about that. Yeah, it, I guess, like, the thing that I struggle with is we've, we've sat here and watched, you know, an offensive revolution at pro football over the last 15 years. And and to be fair, the Patriots started it, you know, back in 2007, which, you know, way in which they had the greatest team of all time and then a, an act of terrorism ruined the Super Bowl. Such a shame about that. It really, I mean, it would have been such a great game if they had actually played it. Yeah, darn. But the point is, Bill instead chose to hire a former defensive coordinator uh, and a former special teams coordinator, neither of which had success on the offensive level at all in their previous head coaching stops. And now this is where we're at because, you know, obviously Bill does not want to have outside hires for some reason. Like for some reason he thinks that he, that he can control the entire organization. And, you know, I think like the biggest knock against that is, have you looked at Belichick, his, his coaching trees record? Like if you don't count Mike Vrabel, and I don't think you really can because he never coached for Belichick. The only coach with a winning record there is Bill O'Brien. Yeah, his coaching tree leaves a lot to be desired. And I I can understand it from someone like Belichick's point of view where he... It, it's his ship and he wants to run it the way he wants to. And, I, you know, the outside hire thing, sure. I just... I would think there comes a time where you have to do something different. And, you know... Brady went away, he had a bad year with Cam Newton, he had a better year with Mac Jones, but he's still a rookie, and then you gotta make some changes there, so, like, what do you do? Like, couldn't you, could you have gone out and got Bill O'Brien back, or um, you know, they wanted to supposedly install the uh, Shanahan offense, well, could you have gotten a coach that actually coached with Mike Shanahan and and um, helped get that going, or, or Kyle Shanahan, wrong, wrong Shanahan. Um, I mean, e- either one. I mean, Mike, Mike Shanahan was a hell of an offensive coach, too. Yeah, and, you know, from things that I've read, Bill and, and Mike Shanahan were good friends, so he could have, I'm sure, helped along with that. It just, it, it, It's just such an easy second guess at the time, and, uh, like, looking back at it, it's just, it, it gets worse and worse. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think... I, I'm going to actually say that I don't think you can lay all of the problems at the feet of Matt Patricia here, you know, and, and or Joe Judge and or Bill Belichick, but I do think that these are problems that might have been solved if you had a competent offensive coordinator and not someone who's learning the job at the same time as, you know, again, you're trying to have Mac Jones, you know, take that sophomore step forward. Um, you know, I mean, you you look, like, through the first three games, like, he was getting better every week, and, and really, like, he was... The one thing, the one problem we had with him last year is they would not let him throw downfield at all, you know, and truth be told, like they've let him do it more this year. It's added a vertical element to the Patriots offense. Like they just had two, back, you know, hundred yard receivers in back to back weeks for the first time since, uh, I don't know when we were in middle school, maybe oh, geez. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that bad, but I'm, I'm exaggerating for a comedy, but you know, truth be told, like you're, you're looking at a team that was barely figuring itself out. And now you've got Mac Jones out with a high ankle sprain and the, the Pats are trying to be real cagey about this, but look, we all know he is not coming back for bare minimum four weeks and probably more like six to eight. Yeah, th- those high ankle sprains are bad anyways. And, you know, just things I've read from previous people getting that injury is some people, some doctors say you'd better off breaking it. Like, it's just, it's a lingerer, it stays with you. And to even think that he might suit up this weekend is insane. I, I mean, I think... I'm on your side. It's going to be minimum four, probably closer to six to eight. Right. So I mean, so let so let's just go ahead and let's look at the at this schedule. I mean, let let's say let's just start off with if he misses the next four games, uh, they are going at Green Bay. That Lost. I don't. I would have picked them to win that game anyway. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, they weren't winning that with anyone. I, I I mean, the only the only saving grace is that Aaron Rodgers has no one to throw to, but he's still Aaron Rodgers, and you know we're going to be going in there with Hoyer the Destroyer. So. Yeah, that's uh. Um, someone actually sent me a text earlier. He is zero and eleven the last time, the last eleven starts. So that sounds about right. I at this point, I'd rather let Zap Fab. Uh, yeah, I would probably go with that. Yep. Um, then you got you got the Lions at home. Um, it's hard for me to say that they'll lose that game, but the Lions are are you know yes, I watched Hard Knocks. They're a gritty team, <laughs> and. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the, the type of team that, that just, you know, competes. So, I, I don't know. I, that's a toss-up to me. Like, let, let's let's just be charitable and say that you give them the win. Uh, then you get you got to go to Cleveland to face the Browns, who apparently are good despite, you know, having their quarterback being suspended 11 games for being a sexual predator. They needed some more karma losses in there. Maybe this is a karma loss for us. <laughs> I... Fuck karma. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I... I, I look, I... Brisket will do fine, so I, 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 I'm assuming they lose that they lose the Browns game, yeah. Uh, and then you, and then you get the Bears at home. So the Bears have been awful. Justin Fields has been utter shit. I think he's being ruined by being in Chicago, and, which I don't know. That's the guy I wanted to draft. So <laughs> <laughs> I look like a moron now, but um. So yeah, that's if four weeks. You figure if they're lucky, they go two and two. There's there's no way they're winning three of those games. So, you know, then you're, you're sitting there at, you know, three and five in the middle of the season. And, you know, in a stacked AFC, a stacked division even, because Miami and Buffalo are apparently better than each other. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, Miami. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I will say I absolutely love the Bills losing because the, the entire western New York region out here is so high on Buffalo everything that they honestly thought they were going to go 20-0 in the Super Bowl. Like, what? Yeah, I wish I kept. I wish I kept the stat available for this cast. But someone, I, I saw a thing once that uh, 
like the Bills recently with um, Josh Allen are like under 500 when it's a one score game something something like that it's they're not as good when it's a tight game and they went like Owen Owen 7 I think last year was that it or, yeah or Owen 6 yeah cuz cuz like the only games they lost were one score games but they lost all of them because Buffalo and and they're talented as fuck so they they can get out there start scoring run the score up and run away and win as soon as you get close it's like the you know those those anuses start puckering up <laughs> <laughs> they remind me a lot of like the chargers from the from like the early 2000s with Philip mm. Rivers yeah. you know Ladanian Tomlinson Antonio Gates the guys that would just put up numbers for your family for your fantasy team every week and then you just get them on the field in a high pressure situation they just crumble yeah, there's a lot to be said for teams that know how to win, and I don't think the Bills are quite there yet. I mean, yeah, look, they lost a game in 13 seconds last year. You can sit there and talk about how they obliterated the Patriots, and believe me, they like to think that they eviscerated all these playoff demons or whatever, but guess what? <laughs> you still ain't one shit. <laughs> yep, still not still not good. You made the Super Bowl, and, you know, Josh Allen is this world-beater quarterback, so... <laughs> so if we, if, if we play out your scenario, and the Patriots are 3-5, and five, and Mac Jones is back, and let's even pretend that he's mostly fine, which probably not. He does get a pretty soft landing with Jets, Colts, Jets. I I think that's a reasonable stretch to like it. Like if you want if you want to salvage the season, they've got to go three and zero in that stretch. Yeah, you know, it's, there's just no there is no room for error. And then and then they go to the Vikings, who honestly don't look good don't look that good this year. So Mac, if if there's four weeks. He could come back. They could win four four in a row, and you know now they're seven and five, and they're you know, probably within contention for a wild card spot. And um, they're gonna desperately need that because you look forward even more. Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, which suck, but is that a, like a weird game because it's Josh McDaniels? Uh, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. So like murderers row right after that. Yeah, I, I mean. Here's the thing. I, with a high ankle sprain, and if Mac Jones is not going to get surgery, which, I mean, is absolutely within his rights to do, but from what I understand, like, there's there's two different surgical methods. The old way of doing the high ankle sprain would have him out 68 weeks, and, you know, he's probably not even coming back at, at 100%. Apparently, there's a newer surgery. They uh, The stuff that I've read refers to it as, like, a tightrope surgery, where instead of screwing stuff in, like, they just kind of, like, l- they drill a little hole in, in, the, in the bone and loop, like, the tendon through it. So and then like close it off with a button instead of a screw, which apparently works much better. That's just like the image in my head. Oof. Yeah, I, I know. Trying to actually like, think about any of this stuff, like, there's a reason I'm not a doctor. But apparently, the recovery time's only four to six weeks, and it's mostly functional when you get back. So, like, like you want to you want to talk about those four games? Like, yeah, okay, three and five, and and they win the next four. They they're it sets them up to be in contention. Uh, if they go to if, if he's out six weeks, I think. I mean, I, I still think they beat the Bears and and the Jets in one of the games. But you know, you go to eight weeks, and then I, I think they probably lose to the Colts, and they probably don't beat the Jets twice. You know, so now now you're looking at a team that instead of they're seeing seven and five, they're five and seven, and you've got to try to make that up with you know. I, I mean, I'm looking at this right now. Like reasonably speaking, we probably have Mac back for you know Thanksgiving or so. So you're looking at a game at the Vikings. I, I think that's a win. Bills at home. I, I don't think you can count a Bills game as a win. Period. Like they they'll they'll make it interesting at home, but I don't think they're going to Buffalo and doing shit. I don't think so. Um. So yeah, Bills at Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals will fall apart in the second half because Kingsbury's not that good a coach. I think there's a reasonable chance that Kingsbury's not even the coach at that point this year. 
So I, you could pencil that at one in as a as maybe a win, maybe. Um, Raider. I mean, at the Raiders, they should win that one, but I don't know because Josh McDaniels might. You know, he gets his little revenge game sometimes. Like remember when he was in Denver and he lost his absolute shit because they beat us back in what was the was it 09? Yeah, that that was the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was his Super Bowl as, as they go like five and ten or whatever. Um, Bengals don't look as good this year, but I mean, do you really expect, like, can you count on anyone on this team to lock down Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? God, no, not at all. No. And then Dolphins at home, you know, at Buffalo, I mean, you'd be, this team would probably need some serious luck to go over 500 in that stretch. I, I, so I think like if, if you're a Pats fan, you know, you're looking at like those last five games, you know, or excuse me, six games here. I mean, you're lucky to go 500. I I, I don't know. I, it's I, I have I'm having a hard time seeing a path to the playoffs for them. The the only hope you really have is that in the last two games, the Dolphins and the Bills, both teams have wrapped up everything they can, and they are sitting all their starters, and and then maybe you split that. <laughs> yeah, I may. I mean, I think the Bills will be, but they yep. they also might not because the the you know McDermott is a, is a petty little bitch sometimes. Mm. So, but. All right, so here's my other thing. I still don't think the Dolphins are that good. And yes, I know. Two or three for six touchdowns, and then they beat the Bills. And, you know, I... How do I put this? Uh, I mean, uh, part of it is just, you know, I am... I'm salty. I, you know, I was born I was born salty. I will die salty. But really, I didn't think Miami was going to be that good this year at all. And they... They didn't look that impressive in week one. Like, I, like, I'm sorry, they just didn't. Because the truth is that with that offense, you slow them right the hell down if you lock up Tyreek Hill. And nobody else seems to get that, but Belichick got it. Yeah, he understood that one. Yeah, I, yeah. again, like, you know, I, I know, you know, we shat on Belichick quite a bit in the early part of the game, but, like, really, like, he's he's had Tyreek's number pretty much throughout his whole career. And and for all the dumping that I would do on Bill, I will never dump on him for a single game plan. I mean, well, you do the Space Jam test. If I need one coach to drop one game plan to beat one team, it's Bill every single time. God, I love the Space Jam test. It is just the best. I, it, it's the best way to settle things. It really, truly is. For those of you who don't remember, the Space Jam test is if aliens show up and they're, they make you play one game of football for control of the entire world, who you got? Uh, yeah, we, we used to always say it about Tom Brady, but, you know, that was the quarterback. Like, you need to win one game for the fate of the world. You don't want anyone else. But, right. tr- you know, the only person you want coaching him is Bill Belichick. hundred percent. I, I as, as much as I should on him, I don't trust anyone else more than him on that situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, I love Space Jam. Not the yeah. second one, though. I, I, the second one, I think, is just like a, it's just a way for LeBron to make money in China. Yeah, that's, uh, that's basically what LeBron's brand is these days. Barf. Yep, gross. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's it's those last couple games are gonna be tough. And what you said about Miami, I forget if I said it out loud or just thought it. I but I thought the the Dolphins were equal or slightly better than the Patriots going into the year. I didn't even expect them to start zero three. I didn't go that far with it. Yeah, I, I mean there there's some luck involved there. Like they were lucky to beat Buffalo. Let's let's be realistic here. But at the same time, I mean Buffalo going to Buffalo. Like <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, again, it, it's they're one of those franchises that right now they're just they're forgetting. It, it, it's like watching the late '90s Vikings, you know, when they had Randy Moss and Chris Carter and Randall Cunningham, and just you know we're lighting everybody up, and then they get to the playoffs, and oh no. So you know, 
it, it's the same thing with the Bills. Like, I, they, they haven't won shit yet, and, I, and I'm not going to take them seriously until they do. Like, they're they're a very good team, but, you know, everybody's yeah, good in the regular season. Unfortunately for the Bills, they have the whole weight of their franchise behind them, and that is not... <laughs> that's not a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Ugh. So, yeah, I mean, look, right now, if Mac Jones is out four weeks and comes back competent, then I think this team has a, has a chance at a wild card. Um... If he's out longer than that, or if he comes back and he's fucked up, you can kiss the playoffs goodbye. Oh, yeah. If he's even, like, a step slower and they need a couple games to catch up, it's just... They they don't have the talent. They don't have the, like, the wiggle room with their within their division. They don't have any kind of leeway to drop a couple games here and there and then make them up later. They just don't. So they, they really, truly have to hope that they... You know, go two and two in their next four game stretch. Matt comes back and he's ready to go, and then they just hit the ground running. But I, I don't know how you can count on that. And you know, maybe Matt Patricia gets better blech, in that time frame. Maybe he does, or, or maybe Bill says I'm taking over the offense. E- either way, like they, I don't know. I don't know how they evolve that quickly. Yeah, I mean, you're basically banking on Matt Patricia doing something he never did as a defensive coordinator and actually getting better throughout the year instead of just deciding that, you know, we can just let them go long every play. Like, like that... <laughs> Matt Patricia's whole game plan on defense was always just, I don't think they can throw deep that well. And then, you know, every other game it was like, oh, oh, I guess they could. Yeah, I guess they continue to continue to do that. Yeah. Oh, no, they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't do it ten times, and no, they did Nobody throws deep on Matt, on Matt Patricia defense 11 times, 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's, that, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> oh, I could go on and on about Matt Patricia. Yeah, I don't want to. I, no, I, I, I really don't either. I'd rather never talk about him again, honestly. No, I uh, I think I said right at the beginning, you know, I thought, uh, I knew the good days would end someday, but I did not think they would come crashing down so quickly. No, I mean, look, if, I, if I'm Bill, I, I'm... It's too late now. You have to, you like, it's the middle of the season. You got to go with what you got, you know. And I think in the offseason, you chalk this up to, okay, well, that didn't work. And you got to bring in, offensively, you got to bring in someone from outside the organization. You know, the Patriots have not built a pipeline of coaches. That This is this is the truth. Like, yeah, there are guys on the defensive side, but two of them are related to Belichick. And the other one is, you know, Gerard Mayo. And he's literally only there because he's apparently, like, trying to be a head coach specifically and not a coordinator. I, I don't... I don't know. Like, his whole thing is a little... I don't want to say weird, but it's definitely unusual. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Gerard Mayo will be a good head coach because, I mean, you you remember, he kept he kept our whole shit in line for 10 years here, so... Oh, yeah. I, I have, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll make a great one. Yeah. So... The yeah, one I, thing... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, the, the one thing I, I... For sure don't want the rest of the season... I don't want them to tank. Unless it comes back that Mac Jones literally can't play. Like out for the season done then sure fine hang him up but i hope that they can tread water until he's back and then once he's back treat it like you have a chance and go for it i i don't want them to tank now it just i don't i'm not ready for that level of suckage yeah yeah i don't and i don't think this is a team that should tank because i i mean for as much as we're going in on them here like i there is a non-insane path to 10 wins here you know, and really, I think ten, I think eleven wins is what gets you into the playoffs this year. The AFC, I, I like. So, you look at that, and you 
like this is a team that has to get better. They cannot play the way that they played these first three games and make it to the playoffs, let alone win a, win a game. Um, but if they get their shit together on offense and the defense like continues to play at the level they were before the Ravens game, then I think they're in a good spot. But they've they've always had trouble defending like athletic tight ends, and Baltimore is just like, well, we we don't we don't actually bother with receivers. All we do is athletic tight ends. So you know. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, whoever invented the multiple tight end offense really needs to sit down. It doesn't sound like anything we would do. Yeah, no, we would never have done something like that. No, God, no. We would have murdered someone before we did that. Ooh, you're probably right about that somehow. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame. (laughs) Oh, God. I I would like them to win more games, though. Yeah, I I, I think, um, yeah, it's been been a, a roller coaster season already. You know, they're sitting at one and two. We talked about the next games coming up. Hard to envision um, a good ending on this season, but I guess if I could sum it up and say, like, what are my goals now? Like, we talked about, you know, before the season what we would want. Uh, I just want Mac Jones to come back and just take another leap, uh, step forward, you know, give hope for year three. Because I I don't know about you, but that's kind of what we're looking at now. It's it's what's his year three looking like? I th- Yeah, I, I mean... I think if you look at it long term, that was always the plan, you know, because the, the thing that I, and you mentioned this right at the beginning, you mentioned the free agency this year is pretty lackluster. And I think that was to be expected because they were up against the cap and, and the guys they could get rid of wouldn't really have benefited the team. You know, I mean, you look at like the only, the only guy that they really talked about getting rid of in the off season that would have netted them any amount of cap space would have been Nelson Aguilar. And that wouldn't have been enough to like actually sign anybody worth signing. So I, I think they're right to kind of ride with who they ride with this year. Um, Kendrick Bourne being on the bench, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, I I don't necessarily get it, but at the same time, they overpaid for Kendrick Bourne in the first place, and I think that convinced a lot of fans that he's a number one type receiver, and he's not. You know, I mean, he is he is a number three, like, gadget kind of guy. Like, he, he's he's got a skill set, but that skill set is not, you know, running routes and getting open. You gotta, you gotta kind of trick him open a little bit, and that's not something that Matt Patricia is going to be able to do. Like, come on. Mm, that's I did want to, I did, did want to bitch about that a little bit more, but I'll save it for another one. Um, the whole thing with Devontae Parker getting more playing time over him, but we, we can save that for another bitch and sesh. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Parker because Parker just went off for was 150 something yards, but Lil Jordan Humphrey is getting like almost that many, almost as many snaps as Parker as opposed to Bourne getting like single digits. Yeah, that that. I, I don't understand little Jordan Humphreys totally on this team. It, the the stuff that I've read is that, you know, he run blocks better, but I, I just think that that is, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like I, I, and it was the dumbest thing in the world back in the mid two thousands when and nobody could shut up about how great Heinz Ward was, you know, because, oh my God, he's a receiver and he blocks, he cracks down our guys. He, he blocks them down. Like the position is not called wide blocker. Okay. No, I don't, I, I don't, pay these guys to block. I pay these guys to catch the ball. And I know Bill has his, you know, everybody do your job thing. You know, it, it's it's plastered all over Foxborough, but like at some point like you gotta you gotta put the receivers out there that catch the balls. Lil Jordan Humphrey is not out there catching hella balls. Yeah, there there might have been that argument to make when football was, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, but in, in twenty twenty two, that is not the case. You need receivers who can run and catch and, and be athletic, not block. I mean, yeah, blocking's nice, you know, on a run play. If you're gonna if you're gonna run those type of like outside runs, you want the wide receivers to be able to, you know, crack down on a cornerback or whatever. But yeah, come on, that's that's not winning your football games. 
Yeah, so. yeah, no, 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 thank you on that one. And I'm sorry, I don't think Brian Hoyer is winning those football games either. No, I, I don't, I don't think so. And I, I think that's <laughs> before we start going down that road again. I think this is a, a good place to to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better wrap it up because otherwise I'm gonna have to start drinking. Oh yeah, yeah, we we don't need that. It's a it's a work night after all. <laughs> so for that, I'm Danny, and I'm Donnie. It's been a Mag Bros podcast. <laughs>